It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, and welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location. Whether you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or even SoundCloud, we really appreciate taking the time to tune in, download, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast because if you are a subscriber to the broadcast. Every time a new podcast is up and available for you to listen to, you'll get a notification to let you know that information. Uh, my name is Alfie, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we have another exciting edition of the podcast coming up in just moments. And if you're wondering who's going to be on, well, I will break down the guest list of who is on Southern Race Week Radio this week. But I do want to let you know about our social media platforms on Facebook and Twitter so you can like the page and follow us on Twitter as we're always delivering to you 24 hours a day, seven days of the week, the latest in racing news and information you need. So uh, check us out over there on Facebook. It is facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. Just make sure you like the page. We'd really appreciate that. And then also you can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. One other thing I want to mention, because I do want to kind of plug this a little bit. I've been helping Doug Rice, who's a great friend of the show. You might hear him. In fact, you'll hear him on Easter Sunday evening as they'll be broadcasting all the action from the Bristol Motor Speedway Dirt Night Race on Sunday evening. So uh, make sure you you lock it in the radio coverage. They're also available on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. But I am helping Doug Rice of the Performance Racing Network book a podcast that he's doing right now called Behind the Mic. And I can't believe I had an opportunity to kind of discuss with this with you a little bit, but it's him speaking to play-by-play broadcasters from different sports, uh, baseball, football. Uh, what else do we got? Um college football, uh, college basketball, the NBA. Doug is always fascinated by broadcasters and various other sports. So um, make sure, in fact, like uh, we got the latest one coming up here probably in a few weeks. Scott Howard, the voice of the Bulldogs radio network, is going to be Doug's next guest on Behind the Mic. And then recently he just spoke with Melanie Newsom, who is the play-by-play broadcaster for the Baltimore Orioles as we have officially kicked off uh, another season of Major League Baseball. He's also talked to uh, Chip Carey, who's the new voice of the Cardinals, um, Marty Brenneman, the former voice of the Reds. Uh, so check it out. Just go over to goprn.com, click on shows, check out podcasts, and late, and check out all the episodes that Doug has done for the Behind the Mic podcast, if you haven't done so. Okay, so uh, there you go. So that's a little promotion for Doug and myself. Um, coming up on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We'll be speaking with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Texas Motor Speedway, Mark Faber. Also, Mark Garrow of the Performance Racing Network will join us to talk a little bit about uh, going on there in NASCAR. And then also to celebrate the win by Tyler Reddick at COTA uh, last weekend. We replayed an interview we did with Mr. Reddick as we got ready for the Daytona 500 uh, back in February. So, uh, there you go. That is what's coming up for you this week here on this week's edition of Southern Racing Radio Podcast. But as we do every single week around this time, we want to bring you the latest in racing news from this 
past weekend as the Truck Series were at Texas, the Xfinity Series and Cup Series were doing some short track racing at Richmond Raceway. But uh, before we get started here, let's give you the results of what happened in the uh, Truck Series race at Texas Motor Speedway this past weekend as Carson Hosever came away victorious. Chase Purdy was your runner-up. Stuart Friesen finishing third, Ty Majeski in fourth, and great front of the show from the state of Georgia. Great run there by uh, Jake Garcia and the number 35 Chevrolet coming away with a top five finish at uh, Texas Motor Speedway. All the action from Richmond, first in the Xfinity Series as Chandler Smith outran John Hinder Nemechek out of a restart with six laps to go last Saturday at Richmond Raceway to win his first NASCAR Xfinity Series race. Nemechek chose the inside line on a restart with 12 laps left, regulating Smith to the outside. When another caution came out for a crash at the back of the field, Smith had taken the lead and chose the outside for a sprint to the finish. Smith won in just his 10th career start in the series. Nemechek was second, followed by Josh Berry, Kaz Grosla, and Cole Custer rounding out the top five. Over to Cup Series action, Kyle Larson spent the week watching videos of his 10-win 2021 champion season. He said, to remind myself that I used to be good, he still is. Larson pulled away on a restart with 14 laps to go and easily won the NASCAR Cup Series race at Richmond Raceway last Sunday. It's the third victory of the season for the four-car Hendrick team and came less than a week after a 100-point penalty against each driver for using an illegal part was overturned by a NASCAR appeals panel. Chevrolet took the top three spots and has now won five of the seven races this season. Josh Berry with an impressive performance, backing up Chase Elliott in number nine car for Hendrick, was your runner-up. Ross Chastain finishing third, Christopher Bell in fourth, and Kevin Harvick rounding out the top five. And take a look at the point standings right now. In the Cup Series, William Byron, your number one ranked driver, the only driver with two wins on the season. Spots two through six are into the playoffs with a win. That's Carl Larson in second, Joey Logano in third, Kyle Busch fourth, Tyler Reddick fifth, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in sixth. Positions seven through 16 are into the playoffs right now with points. That is Alex Bowman in seventh, Ross Chastain eighth, Christopher Bell ninth, Kevin Harvick tenth, Martin Truex Jr. is 11th, Brad Keselowski 12th, Ryan Blaney 13th, Denny Hamlin 14th, Austin Sindrick is 15th, and Chris Buescher rounds out the top 16. Over to the IndyCar Series as Josef Newgarden timed it just right once again to earn his second consecutive victory at Texas Motor Speedway last Sunday in the PBG 375 after a scintillating IndyCar Series race perfectly described as beautiful chaos. New Garden, who led a race-high 123 laps, averaged 169.917 miles per hour for his 26th career IndyCar Series victory. New Garden from Nashville Talent C also extended his streak to nine consecutive seasons with at least one victory. Over to the results in the NHRA Series, Justin Ashley completed a double-double weekend at the In-N-Out Burger Pomona Drag Strip following his win in Saturday's Mission Challenge with a top fuel win on Sunday. Max Hagen in the Funny Car and Dalek Green in the Pro Stock all also collected wins at the Lucas Oil NHRA Winter Nationals. And for other results of Wally's one over this last weekend, just head on over to NHRA.com and click on Results. 
Well, we got one race coming up this weekend as we celebrate Easter weekend, and that is the Food City Dirt Race at Bristol Motor Speedway. That'll be Sunday nights. The green flag will drop at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can catch the race on Fox, the Performance Racing Network, which is also carrying it on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And that wraps up your racing recap for this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. Hey, listeners, this is Jamie Little from NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. As we continue on with this uh, this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as he's coming to us from his beautiful office overlooking Texas Motor Speedways. He's getting set to welcome in uh, not only the Truck Series, but also the IndyCar Series this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the general manager and executive vice president of Texas Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Mark Faber! Mr. Faber! Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. We are. Thank you so much for having me here, here, Alfie, and we are doing great. We have a beautiful day here at Texas Motor Speedway, like you're able to see, and we are loading in. We're painting the ball field as we speak, getting ready for a great weekend of racing. And you will have a great weekend of racing. In fact, you're not. You're going to be having the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and then also the IndyCar Series, which I was not aware that, that you'd done this before, but you said 2019 was the last time you you had you had done this. Uh, what made you decide to want to bring that back? Well, we we a couple of things happened. First of all, IndyCar is very important to us, as you know, and we've been running IndyCar since 1997, so we have a long history with that. Uh, obviously, NASCAR we have a great history with them as well. With the move of the All Star Race to North Wilkesboro for the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. We then had an opportunity to combine both the truck and the IndyCar series in one weekend. And so we took advantage of doing that. So like you said, first time in four years, we've had that double header and we're looking forward to having it back. And I think, I think it's such an advantage for fans because there are probably a ton of IndyCar fans who have never had an experience of a NASCAR event and probably uh, vice versa as well. I know that at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway during the season, they do the, the Cub series and, and IndyCar as well. I've always asked people, and I'm asking you as a, as a racing fan more than an executive vice president and general manager of a track, but I find the weekends where you have both IndyCar and NASCAR kind of very enjoyable because you get this, for me, who's not really a big IndyCar fan per se, um, I do enjoy watching the races on TV, and I think it's beneficial for both series to have eyeballs from maybe, maybe people who go, you know what, I'm going to Texas Motor Speedway for the IndyCar race. But you know what? I'll check out this truck series race while I'm here because I'm already going to be here anyway. Absolutely. And that's what we do. So we'll sell a season ticket, season pass. And so you're right. If you're a big NASCAR fan, then you get the opportunity for the two uh, races this weekend. And we sell doubleheader packs as well. So we do have the trucks coming in. Uh, I just came back from Coda. Zane Smith won and had mud flaps literally on fire at uh, Victory Lane. And so they'll be they're on their way back up here, obviously, to, to get ready for Friday uh, for Saturday. And then to your point, and here's what's really cool. They'll be able fans will be able to see practice 
uh, of both sports, both series on Saturday, and we'll have autograph sessions on Saturday for both. So to your point, if you're a truck fan, then you get indoctrinated or introduced to IndyCar series and vice versa. Now, I've been to Texas Motor Speedway. I was there um, for the, the the last all-star race that you guys had there. Really enjoy the area. I mean, a beautiful area around the, the track and so much to do as kind of a history nerd. Uh, being able to drive down to the side of the JFK site, something I've always read about, but I've never had that opportunity to go and actually visit and, and check all that out. So um, not only is uh, can you go to Texas Motor Speedway for a great race, but so many great restaurants and so many, and you're within driving distance to a lot of different areas that you can check out and enjoy besides just being at the Texas Motor Speedway. You're, you know, you're right. And we lived here in Dallas, Fort Worth and left in 2005 when I joined AEG. And um, after going to Kansas City and Las Vegas on a 17 year journey with AEG and two world-class arenas come back here and when we left, there was nothing, really nothing out here by the Speedway. Uh, credit to the development, um, our great partners at Hillwood, uh, Fort Worth Sports Authority, and other key partners in the city of Fort Worth. It's really transformed out here. So people that haven't been here in a while, to your point, are going to come here and say, wow, you know, a whole new world is, has sprung up. We have housing, we have retail, we have restaurants, we have shopping, all within about... 15, 20 minutes of the track. And so there's a lot of amenities that we can offer people. So we want them to come out and spend the full weekend enjoying not only what we have here to offer, but also within the surrounding region in Fort Worth. Now, you mentioned you're pretty much kind of still new to the job. You've been, I think, about a year or so that you've been on the job or so. I'm not exactly sure the time length, but I know you, you, you've been there for just a, a short amount of time. And the time that you've taking over the Texas Motor Speedway. Can you tell our listeners when they do get to Texas Motor Speedway uh, this weekend and then later on in the year when the Cup Series uh, returns to Texas Motor Speedway, what are some of the changes in the track and the amenities that you've added uh, for the fan experience? Yeah, that's great. I've been on the job seven months. So my first, I've been on the job three weeks when we had our Xfinity and Cup race last September. So I was drinking from a fire hydrant. I've had a little chance to take a deep breath, but Marcus Smith and the Smith family and Speedway Motorsports have invested heavily here at Texas Motor Speedway. Bruton Smith, the founder, um, always put fans first, and we have always carried that motto and that mantra. And so it's all about the fan experience. So when fans come that may not have been here most recently, we've done several things to improve the fan experience. The first thing is, is grandstand seating. So fans can come and we now have expanded seating. So fans can literally spread out. We have food and drink rails at the seating. As you know, for our races um, on, on the NASCAR races and races here, we have coolers that are allowed. So we have affordable pricing for tickets. Children are free on Saturday. They're $10 on Sunday, free parking. So you can come out here and enjoy a great weekend and bring a cooler and enjoy a great weekend and you can kind of spread out, right? The second thing that we've done, uh, and, and Marcus Smith has in Speedway Motorsports, is we installed a drink rail, a bar, so to speak, the length of turn four all the way to turn one. It's the length of about 10 football fields. The fans can literally go in the grandstand. They've got a drink or whatever. They can literally belly up to the bar in the grandstand. 
and they can watch the action on this huge bar. And the third thing that we've done is we've installed three large bars on the main concourse that total about 7,000 square feet. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? So we have big bars. And what we did is we opened out some, we took out some of the seating and we've taken out the, uh, some of the opportunities or the, the impediments for viewing. And so what you can do is you can now sit at the bar because we've installed bar stool seating at the bars look through the grandstands and watch the race literally from these huge bars on the main concourse. So we have that. We just signed a, a multi-year partnership with Allsup's, which is our convenience store partner here in North Texas. And we have an Allsup's grab and go store on the main concourse as well. And so fans can go in if you're watching the race, literally go in, grab what you want, pay, get back to your seats in a matter of minutes. So those are some of the fan amenities that we've done. We're always looking to improve. I just had a meeting about some of the other things that we're looking to try maybe before our cup race in the fall. But what is, it's always about, what about the guest experience? What about the fan experience? What can we do to enhance that? We work with our concession partner, Levy. They're going to roll out some new beverages and some new food this weekend that they haven't before. Uh, some tri-tip sandwiches and some other things. So we think that the fans will have a great time when they come out here. Speaking with Executive Vice President and General Manager at Texas Motor Speedway, Mark Faber, on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. So you got the Truck Series and IndyCar this weekend, the first and second of April. You mentioned the Cup Race that will be coming up later on in the year. That'll be Sunday, uh, September 24th at Texas Motor Speedway. That is going to be uh, during the playoffs. And um, a perfect opportunity for the fans to come out and enjoy, as we mentioned, a great opportunity to spend a great weekend at a Texas Motor Speedway. And I know that um, having a, a race in the playoffs is always a big deal. You always want to be involved in a, in a race in the playoffs, which you guys are. And I know the tickets are probably going fast for that race in Texas, including, uh, I'm sure, camping spots as well. So for our listeners who might be interested in coming out to Texas Motor Speedway in September for that cup race, uh, how can I get uh, information, tickets? And one of the benefits of NASCAR that we've always said all the time is that um, the prices are just so much better for families to come out and enjoy an amazing experience at Texas Motor Speedway. So how can our listeners get a hold of tickets or or um, get questions answered? The easiest way is to go to TexasMotorSpeedway.com texasmotorspeedway.com, and we have all sorts of information on there to purchase tickets for this weekend as well as the uh, Xfinity and Cup weekend in September. There's a phone number. If people prefer, they can go online. They can see the phone number, and they can certainly talk to somebody live if they prefer to. But we're really – matter of fact, I've got a meeting later today to – not only we focus on this weekend, but we're also talking about what we're going to do in the fall. So we're planning really way ahead. There's never a, a letdown or never a time where you just say we're not doing anything because we're really focused on next week, that, that this weekend, but we also are thinking about the fall. So TexasMotorSpeedway.com is the best place to go. Well, Mr. Faber, we always appreciate you. We take the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Uh, you're a great friend of the show, and I remember doing our first interview with you when you first just got hired uh, for the job. Uh, I know those were tough shoes to fill with Rob Ramage uh, stepping away and taking on a bigger role. But uh, obviously, they got the best man for the job there currently right now. And I'm uh, looking forward to my next trip out to uh, Texas Motor Speedway, hopefully sometime this year, uh, to come check out the facility and and say hey to all your great staff and 
and um, and all the great volunteers you have there at Texas Motor Speedway. Thank you so much. We appreciate your support and and encourage all of your listeners to come and look. We're we're really excited about this weekend. It's like you said, a great opportunity to do a double header um, on truck on Saturday, IndyCar on Sunday. Roger Penske has been really a great partner. We're really excited for the PPG 375 um, on Sunday. And of course, we have speedycash.com 250 on uh, Saturday. So come on out and see us, and we'll have a lot of fun together. Hey, everybody, this is Ben Rose, the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. As we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest via the Food Depot hotline. And he's making his first appearance on Southern Race Week Radio. He shares the broadcast booth with Doug Rice of the Performance Racing Network as he delivers play-by-play action for NASCAR Cup Series action, as I mentioned, for the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Mark Mr. Garrow, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Absolutely. And uh, as I mentioned, this is your first appearance on this uh, radio program, but I've gotten to know you a ton uh, over the last few years as uh, the folks over at PRN have been so grateful to me and allowing me to come and hang out and, and, and see what you guys do week in and week out for the Performance Racing Network, uh, calling NASCAR action and coverage for all the fans out there, along with Garage Pass, which is your daily uh well, weekday podcast, Monday through Friday, which you update and preview all the listeners up there and the latest NASCAR news and, and information. So we really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to uh, talk to us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Glad to do it. Absolutely glad to do it. Uh, one of the first things I wanted to touch base with you, sir, uh, we're based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And we think of Georgia, some of our major sports teams, the Atlanta Braves, obviously, the Falcons, Georgia Bulldogs, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, uh, the Hawks. But we've also lumped Chase Elliott into our growing basket of sports teams that we like to represent and, and cheer on. And uh, unfortunately, Chase has been out the last few weeks with an injury. Uh, in fact, looking at the playoff standings right now, he's currently uh, 32nd in uh, 32nd of the points. Uh, 49 points is all he's gotten so far uh, on the season. So a lot of the questions from just maybe not huge race fans, but Chase Elliott fans and casual NASCAR fans are asking me, is it still possible for Chase to get into the playoffs? So can you tell our listeners out there the procedure, and will Chase be eligible to receive it and get it? Well, you apply for the waiver with NASCAR, and I don't think there's any question that NASCAR will give Chase Elliott a waiver. They have been um, very gracious, I guess is a good word to call it, in the past with guys who have been injured. Uh, and, again, they want them healthy in the race car. So they want them to take as much time as they need to get healthy before they come back so that they don't risk hurting uh, or re-injuring the same situation or in Chase's situation, re-injuring his leg. So they want them to have as much time. And the waiver, they apply for it. I don't think there's, again, any question NASCAR is going to give it. The biggest thing that when Chase comes back that he needs to do is win. Uh, It is doubtful that he can get back top 16 in the points, uh, whether he comes back in two weeks or three weeks or whatever. 
he's given up a lot of points, and so I don't think there's any question that he can't get back to the top 16. But he obviously can win, will probably win again, probably very quickly. The car that he's driving is in Hendrick Motorsports right now on the top of their game in the second year of the next-gen car. And then at that point, he needs, I believe, to get to top 30 in points. That's very doable, should be no problem for him. So I think uh, Chase Elliott fans should be pretty enthusiastic that he will be in the playoff at the end of the year. Uh, it Again, first, he gets the waiver, yes. Uh, does he get a win? I think, again, the answer is yes. Does he get top 30 in points? Again, the answer is yes. So, again, it's a terrible thing that he's had to go through, a tough situation, but I think in the end Chase will be in the playoff. And, of course, a Chase Elliott in the playoff has a chance to win the championship. Speaking with play-by-play voice for the Performance Racing Network, Mark Garrows, on this uh, week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And, Mark, uh, this weekend the Truck Series and IndyCar Series will be racing at Texas Motor Speedway. And when we get to Indianapolis, uh, the we will have the NASCAR Cup Series, uh, Xfinity, as well as IndyCar uh, as well. I really enjoy the weekends where NASCAR and Indy share the same track on the same weekend. I really think it gives an opportunity for IndyCar fans to check out NASCAR and vice versa as well. Um, as a, And I want to kind of ask you this as, as a racing fan, because I think even as a broadcaster, you're still a fan of the sport. Would you like to see more weekends where IndyCar and NASCAR share the same weekend? Well, I don't think there's any doubt that a lot of fans would love to see that. I'm a race fan. I watch Formula One, I look at MotoGP motorcycles every once in a while, IndyCar, obviously NASCAR. I'm a fan of anything that goes fast. Uh, even in, I do a little bit of, watch a little bit of drag racing as well. So obviously I'd love to see some of those weekends. I'd love to see it though on an oval track weekend at least one time. I think Texas would be dynamite uh, because the IndyCars put on such a show at Texas. It's unreal. Uh, so I think that would be a great place to do it. Uh, and, of course, you know, I like the idea, you know, on the road racing weekends um, that NASCAR and IndyCar uh, share it. But one of the problems is is that, of course, IndyCars are kind of made for road racing or and they have rules that make the cars even more nimble. NASCAR, I think, would look so slow in comparison to the IndyCars. I'm not sure that's the look that NASCAR would be uh, looking for, but race as race fans, I don't think there's any question that NASCAR and IndyCar weekends would be would be a big hit down the road. And I'm, you know, NASCAR has gone out of their way to do so many different things. You know, we had we've had the dirt race at, at Bristol a couple of years now. We've gone to different markets, different tracks, uh, the Clash at the Coliseum. But I think I'm really kind of excited to see how the NASCAR Cup Series will be on a road course when we get to. Uh, Chicago. What are your thoughts and expectations of seeing the cars on on a, on a, on a road course? You know, I've, I've thought about it, and I can't really say that I'm for it or I'm against it. It's sort of one of those things. Let me see it. You know, again, you know, IndyCar and Formula One cars are so nimble, so light. Uh, they're made for this kind of thing. And when you take a street course like Chicago, it's not big and wide open like 
for what, for instance, where we raced this past weekend at the Circuit of the Americas. They don't have that big, wide first turn that creates all the <laughs> chaos and the passing zones like we saw at Coda. So I think they'll put on a good show. I hope they put on a good show, but I'm just kind of, you know, in the situation now where I, I don't know. Uh, I know NASCAR's made some improvements to the cars on the short track package they're using using on the road courses as well. And I just hope that all adds up to a good race. I hope that, you know, in doing this for the first time and NASCAR thinking outside the box the way they are, I hope it's a success, not only on the track, but in fan attendance, the TV audience, the radio audience. I hope the whole package is a success because you you do have to applaud NASCAR for thinking outside the box in the way they have the last few years and the way they'll continue uh, to do that in coming season. Well, Mr. Garrow, really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Sir, we'll hear you and the rest of the Performance Racing Network crew when we go to Bristol Motor Speedway for the dirt race. The Cup Series will be on Sunday, April 9th. 7 p.m. is when the green flag will uh, drop there. And uh, you can hear all of that on the Performance Racing Network. And also daily, your Garage Pass uh, podcast as well as always up and available. Sir, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this weekend. Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Hopefully, we'll have you back on the program throughout the season. Hey, everyone. It's Jeb Burton, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. And I know we were supposed to have JoJo Wilkinson on the phone this week. She was supposed to join us for the program. Unfortunately, something happens. And you know what? It happens in real life. Things happen, situations change. So she was uh, unable to uh, join us this week. So hopefully she'll be on the program next week to update what's going on with her in 2023. But since uh, Tyler Reddick wanted Coda this last weekend, why not replay the interview we conducted with him during the week of the Daytona 500? That's right. I had the opportunity uh, back in early uh, February to have an interview with Tyler Reddick, talk about a whole bunch of things. So let's uh, replay that interview with you right now as we speak with the driver of number 45 for 2311 Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Tyler Reddick! Mr. Reddick! Yeah, no, that was, a, that was a hell of an intro. That's what I've had yet. Hey, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give him a big deal introduction, sir, and uh, congratulations uh, over the offseason, you made the transition from RCR. You're now with 2311 Racing. So how's that transition been for you? Yeah, everything's been different um, from the team side to moving over to Toyota Racing and, and now driving a Toyota Camry TRD. Every, everything has changed. New partners, yeah, new, new crew members, new crew chiefs, spotters. Uh, everything's been different. But it's been a great change. It's been great getting to know everyone at Monster Energy, um, working with, with all the brands that 2311 Racing has. So it's been a it's been a great change for me. Been really excited about it, and uh, we've been working really really hard this off season. Now the big question I have to have is, how's it like now having Michael Jordan as your boss, man? Like, how's that like having MJ number twenty three and 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 also Denny Hamlin, who's another veteran of the sport, working with you to try to help you advance and improve and hopefully pick up some wins as you did last year. Yeah, it's been it's been it's it's been an incredible opportunity to to have those type of owners in your circle, you know, obviously Michael and everything he's done in his life and in his career. And then Denny is, is an owner and driver. You know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of huge assets that the 2311 has um, that I've been able to take advantage of and, and, and lean on for support. Um, you know, 
and all the way to, to having Kurt Busch stick around and continue to stay involved and help me out as I, I become a part of this 45 team and figure out how to go about doing things. So yeah, just, just a lot of great people in, in place and, and Denny and Michael and, and the whole, the whole staff has done a really good job of finding the right people, putting them in the right places to help, to help the team grow in the right direction. Kurt Busch, even though he's not going to be racing, he's still a part of the team, still be there to kind of mentor you a little bit. How have those conversations been like? And how's it like having basically a group of champions around you? You got Michael Jordan, you got Denny Hamlin, and you got Kurt Busch. You got a, a, a whole bunch of great people you can go to advice. But how how great is it for you to have Kurt Busch there to be able to talk to, maybe get some advice from, and then also have someone that you can bounce uh, ideas off of and, and maybe ways you approach races now? Yeah, it's, I mean, I've, it's just the deck is stacked, honestly. You know, there's just a lot of great people around that I can lean on for, for questions and, and when I need to improve something, you know, and, and Bubba too, just, uh, you know, how he and his spotter, Freddie Kraft, communicate, um, how Bubba goes about the plate races. You know, I've, I've always noticed that Bubba is always at the front and, and uh, is doing a really good job with that, but now having him as a teammate and getting some of that insight as well, just across the board, just got a lot of great knowledge that I can tap into and lean on. Um, as I as I go through this process of learning. Speaking with the driver of the number 45 Monster Energy Toyota Camry for 2311, uh, Tyler Reddick here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Not only are you a driver, but you have another important uh, job. You're a father now. Uh, you have a son. Uh, do you feel that having a son and being a father has changed the way you you're look at racing, or, or, do you, or does that affect the way you approach things now? It's definitely changed things for me, but it's uh, it, it's all been positive. It's made me push harder than I ever have before. Um, certainly the, you know, the being worried about my safety on the racetrack has never crossed my mind, whether I was a dad or not, but, uh, yeah, my son's just in, in, in many ways made me become more creative and more, um, you know, find more ways to become better as a, as a person, whether that's on the racetrack or off the racetrack as a father. Now we know you're a damn good uh, race car driver, no doubt about that. But I always like to know about the person. What is Tyler Reddick about? Who is the man? So there's a few questions I like to ask you. I've always felt that it was, um, you know, a lot of sports have walk-up songs. Baseball players have walk-up songs. I know usually at at, um, at Bristol you guys get to pick a walk-up song. But if you had a, a walk-up song that you could have every week when they introduce you uh, for the driver intros, what what would be your walk-up song? Well, I did it two years ago. And they just had some more music come out. I feel like Parkway Drive song. Would, no, there's a number of Parkway Drive songs that I can make work for sure. I think two, two years ago I used Wild Eyes. But but yeah, they just had an album come out uh, last year. So I'm sure one of those songs in there would be a, be a good one. I, I can't think of a, a name of one at the moment. But there's there's plenty of good ones. How about go-to movie for you and your girlfriend? If you have a movie you guys going to want to watch for the evening, what, what's the go-to movie? Uh, we don't really have like a – I don't think we have a go-to movie. We – We'll put on some TV show that both of us have been watching off and on together for a couple of weeks. You know, there's plenty of them out there to choose from. So what, we'll probably your, what, put on something like that. What's your show you guys uh, watch together? What shows do you guys like to watch? Together? Uh, I mean, the most recently is Vikings. I don't know. We kind of got into, into that kick going through that TV show a little later than, than others. But yeah, it's entertaining. I, it, it, her mind's blown half the time. She just can't believe what she's watching. And it's just it's got me locked in. Now, Mr. Reddick, if our listeners want to follow along with what's going on throughout the season, purchase merchandise, anything like that, uh, where can they go to keep up with you and, and follow along with how the season's going throughout the 2023? 
yeah, just follow me at my at my name, Tyler Reddick, on all the different social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and then, you know, 2311 is putting together merchandise and it'll be available um, on the store or, and, and at the track. Hey, guys, this is Jansen Marshbanks, Tour and 12 driver of the Cars Tour, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network here. It's Alfie as we wrap up this week's edition. Uh, Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, we, as we had another star-studded edition of the program for you. As uh, this week, we heard from Executive Vice President and a General Manager of Texas Motor Speedway, Mark Faber. We touched on all the things going on down at the Texas Motor Speedway this upcoming weekend with the trucks and the IndyCar Series. But what's going to be going on on the schedule for September? When the NASCAR Cup Series heads to Texas Motor Speedway during the playoff season of 2023. Also, Mike Garrow from the Performance Racing Network taking time to join in. She had to reschedule, but we did play for you a interview I conducted earlier this year with Tyler Reddick, who just won this past weekend at CODA. So uh, thanks to those great guests for joining us this week here. Uh, enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk with you again next week right here on the Race Week Radio Network. <laughs>